Hi, folks. This is Audacity in Love and Life, and I'm your host, Sean Matos. I wanted to talk today about the expiring of the increase of the COVID SNAP food stamp benefits uh, that expired actually uh, beginning of March. Um, that, if anybody doesn't know what SNAP is, it's the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program that benefits people that are on fixed incomes, welfare, uh, disability, etc. Um, the end of the emergency allotments were aimed at combating food insecurity during COVID, and it affected 41 million Americans. And uh, it's mostly, of course, for low-income people. And there are people, as we know, that take advantage of uh, welfare and food stamps, etc. But a lot of these people really depend on the food. And without it, some people have to go a day or two without eating because they can't afford to buy the food, especially now. God knows how that impacts people because of the increase of food costs, gas, um, you know, it all trickles down to us, the consumers, um, the cost of shipping and trucking, the food has gone up. Um, so at the end of the day, this is really impacting people, a, a lot of people that really need it to survive. And I know my mother got an increase and thank God she did because she was literally living off food banks and using credit cards to pay for her food. Um, with the pandemic, she was going from $16 a month in SNAP benefits to $254 a month. And boy, did that help. I mean, she literally, if it wasn't for food banks and her credit cards, wouldn't be able to eat. $16 doesn't really even cover one day's meals. Uh, it covers a meal. Or a meal and a half if you're going to, you know, uh, watch what you eat, you know, uh, where you're having a sandwich and then, you know, uh, you know, just buying the cheapest shit you can buy. And with that comes unhealthy food that you're eating because the healthy food is way too expensive to buy, you know. So and that then affects obesity in America, you know, with people. But. I, I, I just couldn't believe that beforehand they were only giving her $16 a month. Like, who the hell survives on $16 a month? You, you got to put $16 in your gas tank just to get to the store to buy the fucking food. Excuse my French, and I will curse a lot. Um, that's just, I'm a truck driver, I don't know what to tell you. But, uh, you know, I, I just uh, come from my emotions, and, and that's it. Like, this is, it's absolutely unreal how people can't even feed themselves, let alone feed their children. Um, and I can tell you that uh, I, I went to food banks for my mom, you know, to make sure. And she did hoard a lot of food. But she also came from an era, you know, where uh, wartime, um, people back then, they, they hoarded their food because you, you didn't know where your food was going to come from, you know. And, and thankfully so that she was able to um, do that and have 
food. So yeah, did she buy me? You know, it's like actually she got me buying extra food that I usually don't buy. But you know, yeah, when you're in a situation like pandemic or wartime, if you grew up in that era, you know, you knew that in order to survive, you were going to have to buy five of this, 10 of this, whatever, a lot of canned goods, etc. I can remember uh, my grandmother, and you don't, as children, realize the sacrifices that uh, your parents or grandparents make when it comes to surviving on their own. My grandmother, um, she lived on a fixed income, a very small fixed income uh, as a child and, and everything, and teenager, even young adult. You don't even think about uh, how is grandma surviving. And I can remember um, always getting like $5 for, for Christmas or our birthdays in a card. And always seeing that she was always eating uh, at, at her house. There wasn't much to eat. It was always crackers, tea, um, maybe instant coffee soup, you know, once in a while, tuna, you know, and some iced tea maybe. And that was it. And looking back, that $5 was her food money. And then she had 11 grandchildren and maybe five great-grandchildren or whatever, and whose birthdays overlapped or whatever, you just think 12 months out of the year at $5, you know, that's already 11 grandchildren. So that's, that's uh, you know, $5 with 11 grandchildren and then the other children. And then there's Christmas, you know, and, and spending all that money. So basically, she was literally sacrificing her meals um, to give us five dollars you know and you know so think about it like to us it's like oh yeah there's five dollars no big deal but to them it was not eating you know or minimizing their meal intake instead of three meals one meal a day or two you know or sacrificing things that they wanted not only that they needed but things that they even wanted like you know that they couldn't get, you know, um, and there's a lot of people out there that are suffering and don't ask for anything. They're, they're the first one to give you their shirt off their back or the last penny they have. Like I've dealt with volunteering in homeless shelters and most of those people are the most giving people you'd ever want to meet. You know, they may have some emotional or mental issues, um, you know, or drug addictions or whatever, but most of the people would give you the shirt off their back, you know. Um, I know my mom was very charitable. Um, she would give a lot of money to charities, different charities, write checks all the time, even though, you know, there was times that she couldn't afford it. She was lucky, lucky enough to get alimony, which helped her. Um, but... You know, at the end of the day, like, there's a lot of people bitching and complaining that they're, oh, these people shouldn't get food for free, and, you know, they're, t they're taking advantage of 
programs and look at them driving Mercedes, uh, you know. And yeah, there are people that take advantage of the system. They do. That's, you know, that's just, that's just a given. And I'll tell you, the, the people that take advantage of the system the most are the people that bitch about it the most, really. I, I, I know people that, you know, are, uh, you know, proud white Americans, and I don't think you, you should be given anything that if I made it, you can make it, and, you know, no handouts. And then they have four incomes. They're working under the table. Uh, they're collecting unemployment illegally and food stamps illegally when they don't even need it. You know, when you're bringing in well over, between the two of you, $7,000 a month and, you know, living large and then working under the table, making money, etc., and then uh, taking advantage of the SNAP program and everything else, and you're bitching about other people because they're minorities taking advantage, yeah, you're a major hypocrite. <laughs> you really are. So that really disgusts me. Uh, I don't like to hang out with people like that. And, you know, I had to make a judgment call as to, you know, there's some people that, yeah, you take a little bit of advantage. We all are trying to find loopholes to survive or whatever. But when you literally are taking major advantage of the system and then bitching about it while you're living large, um, there's something very, very wrong with your character and integrity as far as I'm concerned. You really need to look in the mirror um, before you start pointing fingers at other people, you know, especially people that are disenfranchised, you know, that are struggling to live. And there are people that make bad decisions. Believe me, I worked in the bail bonds engine, in, in, uh, excuse me, industry where I would bail people out of jail and they would have Mercedes in the in the driveway that they can barely pay for, but not a kitchen table to write on, you know, hardly any furniture, um, you know, but then they were dealing drugs or whatever to make ends meet, and they decided that a Mercedes-Benz and driving around making themselves look large was better than having a kitchen table in their house, and, you know, people make bad choices or whatever, you know, in life, um, and a lot of people feel appearance is really important to them when it comes to other people and everything and, and it's just unfortunate but at the end of the day I'm, I'm really talking about the people that really need this boost in their food stamps that really need to eat you know like I was watching on the news that this guy said that if it wasn't for food banks um, that he would only be able to eat at least he can eat one meal a day with a food bank food, the food bank food. But if not, he would have to go one or two days without eating because the food, the SNAP program, just wasn't going to be giving him enough money um, now that it ended again, you know. And so think about those people. You know, don't think about who are taking advantage of the system because eventually they'll get car or call or they'll create their own karma in some way or another, you know, and and that's not for us to to uh, you know apply to somebody's life, you know. It's not for us to seek vengeance on them. It's not for us to understand everybody's decisions or journeys, you know. It's it's for us to help each other out in this world, and when somebody needs. Something as simple as food, clothing, shelter, you know, 
those are like basic survival, you know, water. Those are basic survival things that everybody should be entitled to, no matter what our class, you know, no matter what our race, no matter uh, what you think of them as a person. Um, we're all human beings and we're all entitled to that. And there's people that are on disability. There's people that their husbands died and these women are living off a very small amount of pension money or, uh, you know, social security. Um, and men too, you know, um, that are alone and have nobody like all their families dead or in another country, you know, or, or, um, they're disabled, um, you know, or they're on hard times. There's a lot of people, they lose their house in a fire and, and it changes your whole world, you know? So at the end of the day, like when I have food that I cook, I'm so used to cooking for a lot of people all the time. Cause I was taught to cook at a very young age and like five, five years old, we were learning how to cook by seven. I'm cooking a whole meal, you know, and we had a family of, of six of us. So at the end of the day, I, I always had to learn to cook large meals. So I'm always so used to that. And also it's, you know, it's kind of nice to cook one meal. Like I cook some, uh, uh, soup that now I'm pretty much over, <laughs> but I have no time. I have no, I, I don't care if I eat it two or three days, but after that, I'm like, okay, I'm done with it. I'm bored with it or whatever. And I'll cook other meals around it, but that'll be like the large meal that I'll cook, you know, for dinner, I warm it up and eat it or whatever. But what I do is I go to my neighbor and say, Hey, look, I got this soup left over. I don't want any more of it. You want it? And I know that they're on hard times. I know that she's on a fixed income. Excuse me. So I will give whatever food I'm not using in my cupboard to my neighbors. You know, my neighbor, she has two children. She's single, you know, so anything that uh, I don't, I don't want to eat or anything that I, I, I'm on a diet that week and decide I don't want to eat the rest of the cupcakes that I bought in a store. <laughs> I'll give them to her and give them to the kids and they just love it. You know what I mean? So help out where you can, you know, if you need to pick up food at a food bank for your neighbor or friend or family member, do it. If you can, you know, if you have food in, in your uh, cupboards that you're not using or knowing that you're not going to eat and it's going to expire soon or whatever, give it, give it away. It's not going to hurt you. You know, it's only going to help you and it'll bring a blessing some way into your life. Believe me. And that's not why we do it, but you know, good when you throw out, it's it's what you throw out into the universe that comes back to you normally. There are situations where, unfortunately, there's just evil people and, you know, they're going to do horrible things. And, and uh, you know, but that's also a lesson in your life, too, to learn, to find out your own strengths, to find, to create boundaries for yourself and to um, recognize the people that aren't really good people. They may be good uh, to their family and certain friends, but you know, a really good person is a good person that is giving without wanting to receive all the time back, you know, or giving to strangers and people that you don't owe anything to, you know, but you just are empathetic to their situation and understanding and see them as another human being that's struggling, uh, or deserves, 
some kindness. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you know, look at your grandparents, look at your parents. When you see that they're, you know, they're struggling, they don't have much food in their cupboards. Uh, They're not eating much, you know, they're losing weight, but they're too proud or too afraid to ask somebody for help, you know, then, you know, don't let them ask you, just do, just help them, you know, um, why, you know, just be aware, be aware of people, how they live, you know, can show you whether or not they're struggling or not, you know, um, and if you overhear somebody, like, I, I have no problem, people are like, you're always giving money to the homeless, or, you know, you're always buying food, well, I'm sorry, but, like, I was homeless for a short time, and I'll tell you something, it's, it's not fun, man. You know, I mean, there were some evil people beating me down trying to railroad my life, but I kept fighting and I won. But uh, at, the, at the same time, uh, the people that got like my roommate, our phones were being wiretapped. He got scared and he ran to New Mexico and left me pretty much homeless, you know. Um, but it's understandable. You get scared when you realize, wow, these people are breaking the law to try and screw with my roommate's life so bad that it's scaring him, you know. So at the end of the day, you know, there's people going through struggles and uh, hardships in life that we don't know about and they don't talk about. And um, and you don't know, there, you know, there's a lot of military vets that are homeless, that suffer from PTSD, you know, that struggle every day. And there's people that are disabled. There's people that lose their homes in fires and don't have insurance and no, nothing in the bank because they're barely surviving as it is. You know, there's disabled people. There's old people, seniors on fixed incomes. You know, there's there's people that went through drug addictions and kind of are trying to struggle and, and reestablish their life again. You have no idea what people are going through, you know. And a lot of people won't tell you their story. And, or they're too embarrassed, or they're too proud, or, you know. So at the end of the day, like, um, just be aware, people. Be aware of what they're going through. Watch how they live. It'll tell you a lot about, you know, watch when they order something in a restaurant and they're counting their pennies to see if they can pay for it all, you know. And, um... Like that lady did, there was a lady that bought my hash browns at Aldi's yesterday morning. And, you know, I have the money to pay for it. But, you know, we had a nice little chat and she just thought I was a decent human being and and grabbed the hash brown uh, bag out of my hand and rang it up with her order and paid for it. You know, And, and, and that's being empathetic and aware and, and just feeling the good vibes of somebody and that's what she did and she just went through and said and I was like wow you know wait you know like you don't have to do this and she goes no you you're a good person and you deserve this and we all deserve to have somebody be good to us in our lives no matter what we went through you know and no matter who we are my mom was she was mean she was a mean angry human being, you know, and, um, I'm glad I took care of her for the last year of my life, because I seen a broken, 
hurt, damaged person struggling um, internally from monsters I'll never know about, you know? And <clears throat> we all have that. We all have scars and damage and struggles. And we got to look at each other. And that made me open my eyes to the fact that she, no matter what she put us through as children or even as adults or what she's putting me through right now, all the anger, all the horrible shit she's saying to me, how she's behaving, that's coming from her. That's coming from her being cut and bleeding all over other people. And in this society, in this world, we do that to each other. And we, we lose ourselves in our, we lose ourselves in ourselves where we don't even think of the feelings of other people. Because we're so wrapped up in our anxiety, in our struggle, in our journey, you know, in the scars and damage that we have, that we're, we're not looking at another person and the fact that they're just like us. They're going through struggles and scars and damage, you know. And they're struggling to survive, to eat, to make that rent next month, to pay their car bills, you know, their, their medical bills, you know, to take care of their children. And that's another thing. There's so many kids going without meals in this country. And then we're charging them for lunch. And if you don't have lunch money, you're not eating today. You know, and then, and, and then people make fun of them and bully them because they can't eat or because they can't dress well going to school and they've worn the same outfit for three days in a row, you know, and that their parents can't even afford to do laundry. Um, so the kid goes to school with dirty clothes. And instead of being sympathetic and empathetic, we raise our children to look down on other people that don't live the way we live, that don't have what we have, you know, that don't eat the foods we eat or because they're different religions or different cultures. Um, we judge them on that automatically. And, and those are the kids that you invite for dinner, you know, that you send extra, extra lunch money to school for your kid to say, find a kid that can't afford to eat that day and I want you to buy his meal or her meal on us. You know, that's what you do. That's how you raise your kids. Teach them about other people, other cultures, other religions, and toleration of the difference and empathy and sympathy, you know. And, and, and then they grow up to be decent human beings. And believe me, we're not all raised in these households where, uh, like, I was raised in an abusive household, domestic violence, everything, and I'm so against all that shit. And thank God I didn't, I'm not the person that's going to hit somebody and uh, beat somebody up because they don't feel something for me or whatever, you know. Um, I'm t absolutely against that because it damages the children, damages each other when you're in a relationship. So, you know, that's not love. And fortunately for me, I understand that and know that. So I've never been in abusive relationships, except for the fact that there have been abusive relationships where people have abused me, you know, or taken advantage of me um, because I'm not that way. And, you know, those people end up paying dearly for the way they are, you know. 
Uh, so at the end of the day, just remain yourself and everything. And also just understand that those cycles have to stop and you don't carry on that cycle into your relationships and adulthood and treatment of other people. And unfortunately, there are people that do because you live what you, you learn what you live. And fortunately for me and my siblings, we knew that's not how we want to be. And fortunately for us, we're not like that, you know. So we're more independent. We may be slightly codependent, you know, but I think that comes from that, you know, where you're, you're looking for the nurturing and love of your parents and stuff. So that, you know, obviously is, is something that, you know, you do end up damaged, unfortunately, in those situations. But, you know, with going back to the lunch stuff, you know, those kids are growing up in those kids that show up for school with no money, no food, you know, dirty clothing, whatever. I can just imagine the fact that when f- parents are struggling to survive, that there is domestic violence in their homes. So not only is that kid suffering all that, but then they're probably suffering mental abuse, sexual abuse, probably domestic violence, you know, physical violence against them, um, emotional violence against them, or just an absolute unhealthy environment because the parents are struggling and it all comes about, you know, it comes out in them, you know, that I got to feed these damn kids, you know, I got to pay these bills. So they abuse each other. They abuse drugs and alcohol, you know, um, all that comes into play too. So it's not just a child not eating. It's all the background shit we don't see and we don't know about that they're carrying on their shoulders when they go to school and don't get to eat when they're home and they don't get to eat, you know? So on top of everything else that might be going on. So please just be aware of your neighbors, of your friends, of your family, of people you don't even know, strangers in a store, strangers in a restaurant, you know, children that um, are unfortunate enough to have to go to school and not be able to eat and everything. Just be aware of people and instead of saying, oh, well, tough shit for them, uh, their parents need to get a job, you know, or a better job or whatever. Look, I'm looking for a job right now. I'm too old. I'm too overqualified. You know, there's six million reasons why I can't change my career field and stay closer to home is what I want to do. Um, and believe me, take a major uh, financial loss at how much I'm getting paid. But... As you get older, you start to realize quality of life is better. And I'm at the point in my life where my quality of life, I want to change that because I worked three jobs for most of my life. You know, I'm very independent, very uh, self-sufficient. Usually people are asking from me, you know, even couples that are married and have two incomes come to me for help, you know. So at the end of the day, and then there's people that have asked me for help and I've helped them. And then I find out they have $50,000 in the bank (laughs) and they didn't really need my help, but that's what they are. Master manipulators. And they go around doing that to people. And my ex was one of them where she had a lot of money and I was doing a lot, taking care of her kid, you know, while she ran around with my car, you know, put her, I was so like desperate to get rid of her 
I put her in a house, got another, a used car for her, anything to get you out of my house kind of a thing. Because when you realize you're being manipulated and used and lied to and all kinds of, you know, then you have to make whatever move you can to get these people away from you, you know. And unfortunately, took that she took that and twisted it around. And there's going to be people that are shitty people, shitty human beings. They're so The world is full of them, really, you know. And unfortunately, we got to learn our lesson from people and move on, but never lose that empathy for those people that really need our empathy and our sympathy. And that's the, that's the lesson in life, to deal with those shitty-ass people best way you can, get them away from your life as far, as far as you can, and be still be a decent human being because they're still showing you who they are, and you've got to still try and maintain who you are. But at the same time, never lose your character and integrity and moral compass and everything and, and your sympathy for other people that do need you and do need to help, do need to eat, do need the basic survival elements of, you know, clothing, shelter, water, food, you know. So help where you can. Uh, try not to be so judgmental. Look, look. Look at things with a broader perception uh, when you're when you're looking at people. And believe me, I'm guilty of judging people. I'm guilty of joking around, and some people take it offensively. And it's really not because I I will say things uh, sometimes that rolls right out of my tongue, and I'm not even my my head hasn't caught up with it yet, or vice versa, you know. So at the end of the day, you know, I have a sarcastic sense of humor. Um, sometimes, and some people can't take it, whatever, you know, and that's just life. That's part of my personality. That's how, that's what got me through my life. All the hard times, my sarcastic sense of humor, I can look at the worst case scenario happening to me right now and find what's funny about it because that's what makes me wise and stronger and, uh, look at the reality of the situation, you know, and handle it. You know, we all have our coping mechanisms, and that's mine, thank God. You know, humor. So, at the end of the day, um, if anybody finds this offensive, because I'll tell you something, somebody's going to be like, oh, she said these white people be taking advantage of the system. Look, let's face it. I've found more people that, you know, not to target white people, but let's say most uh, most of the white people are around there bitching and complaining you know, go get a job, you know, do this, do that, because they got all the friggin' answers, because <laughs> they're sitting high and mighty, they're lucky, they're, they're lucky enough to have a life that, um, they either, their parents built a life for them that made it easier for them, or whatever, you know, when you're a minority, and you're being, uh, you know, uh, discriminated against, or you're a woman, and you're not getting the pay that the man gets for the same friggin' job. Uh, you know, if you're disabled and you're not making enough money and you have to ask for help, or a senior citizen who doesn't have a knot in their pension program or is on Social Security, there's always people that aren't lucky enough to have lucky enough to have your life. You know, so don't sit high and mighty. You know, and I'm, and that's everybody. Yeah, that's everybody, not just white people. There's a lot of people out there that look blacks that look down on blacks that didn't have the same journey as them, and they're thinking that, oh yeah, well you just gotta, 
you got to do what I do and, and, and get where I'm going to be. And, you know, my journey is not your journey, man. You know, you don't know where I came from, how my parents struggled. You know what I mean? There's people that are, that come from homelessness. You know, there's people that built from slavery to have what their grandchildren, great-grandchildren, whatever, have now. You know what I mean? So we're all coming from different places. And it's not good to judge uh, other people because you don't know their journey. And I, I, and look, we all judge each other in a way, but not to the point where you're trying to suppress other people and their journey and discriminate them against them or keep them from uh, getting a leg up, basically. You know, So that's the kind of judgment I'm talking about. Not making jokes, but seriously trying to uh, hinder their growth and journey, you know, that's, that's not a good thing. And, uh, so that's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? But <clears throat> at the end of the day, be aware. It's a very big thing to be aware of your surroundings and the people in it. I'm always aware of every, like I observe everything, even when it looks like I'm not observing you know, and I'm, I literally absorb my environment and I need to sometimes isolate myself, reboot, and then go out into society again, because I do absorb vibes from people and feelings and, uh, you know, and, and I watch things that to me break my heart, how people treat each other and stuff. So that's very draining emotionally, mentally, even physically for me uh, when I do go out, even on social situations of nightclubs or whatever, you know, I, I still need rec recuperation time, you know. So at the end of the day, you know, be aware of people, observe, and then if you see that somebody is struggling, help them out, man. It's not going to kill you. All right. All right, guys, you guys have a, a great day and uh, take care of yourselves.